Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, Watch the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. in our introduction to today's Mass, the season of Advent has two types of preparation that we're supposed to be about. We, of course, prepare ourselves to celebrate the incarnation of our Lord, the Son of God's first coming, but we're also supposed to be about preparing our hearts to welcome Him when He comes again in His second coming. This past uh, Monday, I attended the funeral mass for Archbishop Thompson's father, who passed away. And uh, at the beginning of his homily, he talked about how Christians need to keep two questions in front of them. Where are we and where are we going? And those words have been kind of playing on my mind during this week, and I want to use that kind of as a framework for the rest of my homily. So where are we? Well, in the midst, we're in the midst of a very busy season. We're in the midst of all kinds of preparation to celebrate Christmas. We're in the midst of hanging decorations on our houses, decorating trees in our homes, doing Christmas gift shopping and wrapping, maybe baking cookies as well maybe preparing for office parties. But in all these things, we might even have another layer of anxiety due to the fact that this year, Advent is really only three weeks long because we're going to celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent on December 24th. And so, and so to give our Art and Environment Committee time, we're canceling the 11 o'clock Mass that day so that uh, we have another two hours to turn this church from Advent into Christmas. But with all of that busyness, with all of that stress, we are finding, we may find ourselves not focusing on that second preparation. And that's the where are we going? Where are we going? Well, let me, let me uh, start by saying again our opening prayer. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand 
they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. I think that's a beautiful image. When our Lord and Savior comes again, we should be running to Him. Now if we look at either the book of Revelations or in the Old Testament, the book of Daniel, we see all kinds of trials and tribulations and pain and suffering at the end of time. But as Christians, we should be running towards our Lord when He comes again. We should be running towards Him who loved us so much so as to become one of us and give up His own life for our salvation. This is the One who will be coming again in His glory. And we need to run towards Him when that happens. But we should not be running towards Him with our hands empty. Remember the prayer talks about we should be with we should be have with us righteous deeds at his coming. Another way of putting that is good works. We should have plenty of good works throughout our life to accompany us when we go and run to Jesus. So first off, let me talk about those good works. These good, we do not do good works to earn our way into heaven. God is not just like a Santa Claus with his nice list and his naughty list. He doesn't just say, oh, Joe did a nice thing today. We'll put a check mark in this column. But yesterday he was not good. And we're going to put a check mark in the other column. That is not the way that God works. And there is nothing any of us can do to earn the gift of heaven. We are all sinners. We all fall way short too many times of God's expectations of us as His adopted children. So why do we do good works? Why should they accompany us at His coming? Well, I think there's two reasons for it. The first reason is it is a response to the love that God has already shown us. The greatest gift that God gives us is the gift of His Son. For God so loved the world that He sent His Son, that all who believe in Him might not perish, but might have eternal life. John 3.16 summarizes really the whole Gospel. But in that, it reminds us, God loves us. He loved us first. He loved us before we were even born. And so the good works that we do is a way of thanking Him for what good He has already done for us. It is thanking our Heavenly Father for accepting us as His adopted children. It is thanking our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for being willing to give up His very life for our salvation. And it is thanking the Holy Spirit who took up residence in our hearts at the very moment of our baptism. The good works then mirror God's love for us, albeit imperfectly, but still they show that we understand the gift that He has given us and we are in integrating that gift into our lives. 
But there's a second reason why we are called to do those good works, those righteous deeds. And that is the fact that we tend to be very self-centered. We tend to want to put ourselves before others and even before our God. And, be, and that is the root of all the sin that we do in our life. But we contrast that with the sacred heart of Jesus, a heart that is so pure, that is so forgiving, that it is a total selfless love. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us with a perfect love, with a total love with a love that can truly change us. We are asked to model our hearts after Him. The good works that we do, every time we do a good work, we are doing the work of going away from our self-centeredness and becoming a selfless heart, just in the model of Jesus. Every time that we reach out to someone in need, we continue to turn our heart to God. Every time we come to worship our God, we turn our heart to God. Every time that we maybe purchase a gift for a child in need, we turn our heart to God. All of these little works, good works, are training our heart to be selfless like Jesus' heart is. To be selfless like our Heavenly Father is hoping all of His children would be. This is why we are called to do good. This is why we are called to take those righteous deeds with us when Jesus comes again and run to our Savior. My dear friends, let us make a commitment today at the start of this Advent season. Yes, there is much to prepare to celebrate Christ's first coming. But let us not forget that he promised to come again. And so let us also continue to do those good works. Good works that show that we understand the love he has for us, but also good works that turn our heart away from our own self-centeredness to be a selfless heart. A heart just like Jesus' heart. A heart that God our Heavenly Father would expect to find in his children.